Zambia Block Talk Radio. 806 are uh, here in the prairies. Uh, I like Kwa George when I listen to uh, that, that, that song uh, for some reason. I just like that guy, B1. Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. Death anniversary uh, celebrations ahead of us. Uh, we are all excited and uh, we are hoping uh, the drum beat is reaching uh, uh, where it is uh, supposed uh, uh, supposed to reach. So, my, I don't know if it's my computer which is freezing. I don't know. Yeah, but good morning, Nathan. Hi, Roger. <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah, also yeah, yeah. Got, I've also got computer issues here. My mouthpiece, when I put it in, it's not working, so you can tell I'm on the speaker. Yeah, okay. No, but you sound uh, just like uh, fine. Brother Kelvin, oh, good morning. Good. good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Nathan. Everybody has uh, your Saturday, last day of August. Shall oh, Yes, that's a, that's a good uh, uh, small analysis there. You know, we forget these yes. uh, things. How many more months before the end of the year? That is four months to go. Four. Yes, four months. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It is a, uh, don't know, and fabulous. Noah, good morning. Indiana in the house again. Yeah, good morning, Roger. Morning, Nathan. Morning, everyone. Afternoon to those listening outside the, the USA. And how far are you from uh, Mr. Chimbaye? I think it's about 30, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, somewhere there. 30, 30 minutes. Okay, that is like Okotox and the Calgary. That's it. That, that is not very far. Uh, in terms of uh, North American distances, that is like you live in the same in the same place. But say where? Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Looking forward to uh, in, in two three weeks. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, we are also looking forward to come and uh, conclude uh, on so many issues which we leave hanging if I am, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, area code 678, uh, last four numbers, 5339. I think I've seen this number before, but it's one of those numbers which come and disappear. So, good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Roger. This is uh, Malimba Humphrey. Ah, my <laughs> he laughs. He even laughs. Eh? <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> Malimba, how are you? I'm okay. How are you, Mr. Charles? Ah, we are, we are well. We are just uh, and uh, we are in anticipation mood, if you like. Exactly. What? Two more weeks ago. Yeah, to go. yeah. 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 Okay. Go on, go on, go on, isn't that a Congolese number? <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, he has already started. You see this one? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is Indiana people. I, like I think that. it's the code. <laughs> I think it's the code in Indiana. This guy needs to move back to the <laughs> south. <laughs> 
Leo binaanza kwa you have no idea how much I'm looking forward to seeing you. You have no idea. <laughs> well, the feeling is mutual. Uh it's yes. such a wonderful time. Putting yes. the, the 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 present to the the pictures, if you will. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's, let's yeah. The fighters to the, <laughs> the the fighters to the to, to the real faces, bro. Ata se iwe ngwele, iwe kashura, that's kashuri get this, iwe mambala. Kevin, ata se iwe ngwele, thing Roger is that uh, Malimba is very tall he's about 65 so you'll be shocked divide by two divide by two I've been trying to tell this man Mr. Roger I said you see small big things come in small packages huh? of course the, the of giant course. The giants are really just dwarfs. There was uh, this picture I saw. Was it yesterday or the other time? Uh, <laughs> FTJ, he had gone uh, for inauguration in Congo. Yeah. So there was all ah. these big, big guys. He was just there at Ark. Uh, by then we were all... Uh, <laughs> by then we were so much in love with him. You know? We, you know. I know. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, well packaged. So, gentlemen, Amen. welcome. Um, uh, it's okay. I'm sure people will be uh, waking up. Like I said, uh, on top of the hour, I'll be talking to Dr. Mono. Dr. Mono is uh, the president of Schenectady Community College in um, in New York, and he is uh, coming uh, to unveil an education initiative uh, at our anniversary. The surprising thing, Nathan, when I went to a website of uh, Connected mm-hmm. College, is uh, the board. When you look at the board, it was all white uh, men, older white men. So I was like, Doctor Mono, how did you score this one? Uh, they give it to uh, a, a black man. So I'm going to find a way of asking him in a nice way. How did you find yourself? Schenectady uh, is way, way, way north of uh, New York. Very few black people are, are, are there. It is uh, one of those rural, uh, one of those rural. Uh, what do we call them? I don't know what to call them. Towns and Shan. Yes, yes. So that is on top of the hour. We'll be talking to Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Mono. Uh, we revised. We talked about uh, in, in the previous segment with Nathan. Um, uh, deliverables uh, at the uh, convention, at the anniversary. Uh, we have our friends in the health forum who wants to encourage us, see if we can put our minds to building uh, a hospital. Uh, can we all come together, find deliver- deliverables as far as uh, tourism uh, is concerned uh, in, uh, in Zambia? Um, uh, ed- ed- education, we'll be talking about it today. 
uh, other things I'm going to remember as we go. As we go. Uh, yesterday I was reading, uh, uh, is it uh, this lady, Miss Mary, uh, FIC, FIC director, FIC di- director. Uh, she was talking about uh, let's make it very uncomfortable uh, for people to steal money in uh, in Zambia. Let's make it so uncomfortable. And the reason she gave Ramalimba uh, was that, um, you know, when people are stealing, those who want to invest, they find it so hard to do, and I agreed with her. You know, uh, so even mm. ourselves who wants to step up, a lot of us will be saying, "Ah, ukuna kuyemindala mangashaya tatuishi veshan shan." So, uh, those are some of the things I think we are going to welcome, Brother Noah. Welcome, Bella. And uh, well, let's let, let, let's go. What uh, is uh, making news? Um, what did uh, Nathan? What did Miss Lucas say about the hurricane? I'm beginning to ask myself. Uh, first question is who lives in, one who lives in uh, in in Florida. Two is this kind of um, uh, whatever is happening. Is this is it uh, sustainable? Sustainable? Will people keep uh, living in this kind of environment? I don't know. Did uh, Miss Lucas say anything about this? Uh, I think she said that, uh, remember she used the funny expression that the weather guys are saying <laughs> the hurricane needs to make up its mind what it wants to do, which direction it wants to take. But they are not certain how it will go. And, uh, you know, uh, that kind of situation. On your point about people continuing to live in those areas that uh, hurricane or whatever uh, adverse weather, uh, prone to adverse weather. What I tend to think is, this is my view, is that, you know, the human nature, you go through a situation, mm-hmm. immediately passes, you forget that it even happened and you continue with your life. That That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but uh, the yeah. frequency is what is the... <laughs> I like what you're saying, Nathan, where you, you say... Uh, immediately it comes, you forget. But it seems now forgetting will be very, very tough to do. You know, if it, every week it is showing up, every week it's showing up. Forgetting will be very, very hard to do. You see, I I saw a news item. Uh, I can't remember exactly a few months ago. This couple mm-hmm. went through, I think, three or four West Coast California fires. Three times yes. they went back, rebuilt, they went back, rebuilt, they went back. They said they were done. They were moving out. They said they were done. That's exactly uh, the point for my, for my question. Will uh, people begin to reach points where they say, we are done with this? Uh, the Americans will probably say, with crap, with this crap, we, 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 we have to make a move. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who wants to say something there? I, I can move on. I've got a lot of stories. I, I can move. I, I can. Uh, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Reverend. I, I don't know if it was what you said, who was saying you wanted to say something. Sounded like no, nowhere. 
Yes, I thought somebody else wanted. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, the, 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 the other problem about why, why people uh, decide to stay in areas that are prone to like that is <clears throat> sometimes when, you, when you're used to a certain neighborhood, you know all your neighbors, you know all the stores, you know all your surroundings. Sometimes it's hard to move, especially if that is the first house that you've ever bought and everything that you're put in, it's hard to move to somewhere else. That's number one. Number two, when you live in a state like Florida, that's a little cheaper than other states. Where do you want to move to? I mean, you want to move to New York from Florida? Where do you, you want to move from, from to New York from Florida? You know, you know, don't you think the, uh, the repeated attacks make, it's making it expensive to live there? You don't think... No, but I mean, if, if if you have a house that is insured, and, and whenever something like that happens, you you don't have to do anything. The insurance covers your house. There's no expense. It's okay. just it's just it's just the uh, the extra that you have to go through the rebuilding. Otherwise, the financial yeah. is not is not a very big situation. But like I mean, I feel how they feel. If it's your house, it's your first house. You love your house. Your kids grew up there. You know, uh, the neighborhood, uh, you know, it's it's hard to move to somewhere else. It is. So it I understand how those how those people uh, feel. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it it is. Uh, it, it is tough. Okay. Uh, we stay with international international news. Uh, this was making news, but uh, I'm not sure. People who have lived the uh, Kelvin, have you lived the, the Kumushi before in Zambia? Did you ever stay long Kumushi? Or you are just a, 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 a couple of boys? No. Uh, actually, back in the day, we used to uh, go to the village in uh, Serenje. Yes, my, uh, my, mm. Yeah, my, my dad's mother. And then, uh, for the most part, we went to Mukushi. My uh, mother's uh, parents lived there. Yeah, so... Yeah, so uh, we, we have experience uh, of... Yeah, so my way. question is, uh, when I saw this... Uh, uh, fight uh, about uh, Amazon uh, fires. Uh, me, me thinking uh, this thing when I went to Kasempa, we always paint our grass during the the dry season. So I didn't really understand what uh, the heck, uh, why this was uh, a, a problem. Does anyone know why this is a problem? Because I thought Kumushi, each time we went, especially dry season, they had to cut, they had to to bend the grass. I saw that it's nice, nice and clear for people to to do whatever they do. Uh, I mean, you're not too sure. Sure, go ahead. I was listening to something on uh, CNN the other day, which which I found very important and never thought of. You see, (laughs) the burning of the Amazon means that there is less oxygen going out there. With with the trees being there, there's enough oxygen. But without the trees, there's not enough oxygen. So that causes a lot of problems for the lungs. So in our areas like in Zambia, maybe the areas that are burned are not that bad. But a vast place like the Amazon affects a lot of things, not only just for the animals, but also for the way that the people in that area are going to be breathing. There is going to be a scarcity yeah. of oxygen because of the lack of trees. So that creates a very, very big problem 
for the people in that area and in, 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 in on a larger scale. So I, I, I didn't even think about it or realize it until I heard this person saying it is a problem for the environment because of the yes. lack of oxygen that's going to be there. So that's what I got from, from the importance of, of those fires in the Amazon. Well, me too. And, uh, and hence, uh, why I'm asking the question is uh, probably uh, uh, are we doing the wrong thing in Zambia by allowing our, our forests to be bent the way uh, they burn? Uh, could, could that be a problem we just never knew about, about, about it? Uh, okay. So anyway, it is it caused a, quite an uproar uh, fighting between Macron, the French president, and uh, uh, the guy in, uh, uh, in 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 Brazil. Uh, it's it, it's been a, quite a fight. Um, any comments? On preserving the the forest, I've got too many well, things to talk about. The, Roger, what did this this fight between France president whatever and the Brazilian? What did he want him to apologize about? I I got lost there. <laughs> who, wanted to, who, who wanted who to apologize? Uh, the Amaz, the, Bra the Brazilian president wanted French president to apologize about something. Or, Oh, okay. So the French president, according to the allegation, is that uh, the French president uh, is saying the Brazilian guy, uh, a, they want the Amazon to burn on purpose. Uh, mm. that, that's, that's why it is, uh, it is burning, um, because apparently this guy also thinks like Trump, the, the one in Brazil, the new, the, the new guy. So they are saying they were not doing enough to to stop the to stop the fires. I think that's where the the fight uh, came from. Uh, and, okay. and yes, the, yeah. But again, there was a, a map. If people saw that map, which came through, uh, showing the Amazon, showing our region uh, there, the, the Congo uh, basin, part of our country, I think, is uh, in, in that basin. It is uh, all in uh, in fire. So. Uh, this is why people are saying, uh, uh, guys, we need to, to do something. But I know uh, you, you have something to, to say here. Yeah, yeah. I, I followed the, the exchange between the French president and the Brazilian leader. So I think the, yes. the objection that the Brazilian leader had was the fact that I think the, the French president sort of asked for a international collusion without first reaching out to the Brazilian president. So he felt that that was sort of overstepping their authority because everything that has to happen in Brazil, they have to go through the Brazilian government. So when Macro okay. sort of reached out to the other presidents, they know we have to form a sort of like a committee, I don't know, something sort of like a joint venture to address the challenges that they are facing in the Amazon, I think the Brazilian people took sort of like uh, took took an issue with that. So that that is that about that. And also on the burning of the the the, the Amazon, yeah. So the challenge with that is that I think it's not only just burning because what is happening there in the Amazon, there is a great diversity of species that sort of only yes, are found yes, in that yes, region. Yes, yes. So yes, yes. with with that. 
and also the type of trees they are very useful in some medicine and also it, the Amazon plays a very significant role in the climate change. So this is why they want to make sure that at least the the at least the international community can also have a hand. But I think the objection was that the, the Brazilian government felt that any response has to be initiated by them, not necessarily with the I mean by the international committee. That's what I wanted yeah. to chip in. Yeah, yeah. But to to, to that same point, is is this not the, still the case uh, in our in, in our regions? Uh, in, in Zambia, in our forests, don't we have species in which uh, in depend? Yeah. No, in Zambia, I think we may have one or two things, but I think not to the amount that the Amazon has, because it's more like the great okay. coral reef out there in Australia. That yeah. is where I think there's a great uh, number of species in the in the coral reef in hmm. in, in Australia. But in Zambia, yeah. I think we, we burn trees almost every day. So Zambia doesn't have uh, species that are sort of uh, endangered. So yeah. the burning, I think, is sort of something that we are all used to. But I think for Amazon, it's just the diversity of species that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Ross uh, Shetton uh, has uh, been fighting uh, the burning of uh, uh, tree, uh, the, the burning fires in, in Zambia, actually, because he says uh, the soils, um, they have those uh, small worms and stuff. They need those uh, um, elements in the, in the ground for us to have proper crops and, uh, and stuff. It is uh, something we should all stop because it kills. If you really think about it, when you burn, you are actually burning the uh, the soil. So no wonder my people are always moving. But there's so much land in Zambia. Who cares? They can just burn it like that. Makasonso, good morning. Uh, good morning, Wakurumpe. Uh, how are you? Yeah. We are well, Wakurumpe. How is the Washington, D.C.? I know the district is fantastic. We are still controlling the apps from this small place. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic.
Eh, I'm, I'm not sure people uh, are old yeah. enough here had the grandfather and Hassan. Eh, Mamarim, did you have a grandfather who, talk, who told you about slavery in Africa? <laughs> well, my, my father would uh, would mention things like uh, back in the days uh, when they were growing up, there used to be these myths like when people go into the bush to go and pick up uh, caterpillars. Uh, there were these myths that if you <clears throat> if you talk a certain way or if you walk a certain way, you would disappear and uh, never go back to the village. So according to my father, it was a way of uh, uh, creating some type of excuse for those people that were abducting, uh, you know, uh, the Africans. Because you have to understand that the Africans who were taken into slavery, uh, there was a lot of help from the indigenous people. Uh, yes. Because otherwise, yes. the the, the yes. foreigners that came to pick up these people would not have found their routes easily. Uh, they would not have known where to go and pick up these people. So, obviously, there were some traitors. Uh, there were some sellouts amongst our populations that would... Uh, you know, entice people into going into these places. Let's go and pick uh, caterpillars, and then along the way, they would, uh, you know, hijack these people and sell them off, and go back to the village and say he said something, and the mipashi or the spirits of the dead and things of that nature, uh, so sort of like got angry and made him disappear. And people would believe these things. Uh, so my father's time. My father was born in 1943. So this is much, much later uh, compared yes. to the time when slavery was abolished. So these are stories that have been passed on to generations to a point where yes. even yes. in my father's yes. time, they still, uh, yes. you know, lavished on these belief systems. So, yeah, I would I, say my, I, I, my that's father... that's the part I like. You, you know, that's the part I like when yes. you say these are stories which have been passed on and uh, I was thinking last night, have we ignored a very critical uh, part of uh, our lives? They were just like stories, Mabalimba. They were just like mm-hmm. they, they were just like the like Vakasonso uh, you agree the Kaondes who call the slaves they call them Raja. Raja means so it was just like some story. You, you know what I mean? Now I come to think of it. These were real people. This could have been our real brothers who were affected by this. Oh, yeah. It's true. You see, Roger, oh, yeah. that and, point and, you And raised, they went to all areas. Uh-huh. That point you raised, Go you ahead. pointed to, to Humphrey. You see, the only thing my grandmother used to say to us is she, she didn't even know how old she was. When we would ask her how old you are, you know how she would answer. She says, I'll only give you. She said she witnessed the, what do you call it, the Arab caravan passing through with uh, camels. She, she said she saw Arab caravans passing through Kuriakuluapula, where the... Uh-huh. Uh, the yeah. So that, that's how old she was. Yeah. She didn't know how old she was. She, she would just tell you... Uh-huh. I saw Arab caravans. Maroja. Maroja. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Pakasos. The problem is more common down here. I tell you, the point I'm trying to say is, you know, when I was in 
uh, it was a place where it is a huge piece of land. When you do something wrong in the village, they send you over there to go and dig um, and sweat and they give you a huge field to dig uh, to atone for your behavior. And uh, over time, Kumuni Machipua was a form of a prison. Then there came the Pombeiros, Manbayari, Pombeiros and Manbayari. But Makala, between the Portuguese and the other people. The Pombeiros and the Manbayari, Manbayari, the first people, the first people they bought, they were from Kumuri Machipuba. Those are the first people that were shipped out of the villages. But over the years, greed entered because that became lucrative. And once it became lucrative, uh, they started conquering other villages. When then they will get the men and tie them up. And then they will put them Kumuri Machipuba. And then Kumuni Machipuba, then Mambala, Babasenda. That is the way it was done in our part of the world. In the African village, I don't know how they were doing it. But where we are in Central Southern Africa, that type of business started with Kumuni Machipuwa. That is the way I understood it from my, 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 my grandfather's Uh, during slavery. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, at an individual level, I have, and uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, this topic uh, evokes, uh, you know, bad feelings about, you know, uh, the perpetrators of uh, slavery. You cannot uh, do such things to fellow human beings. But yes, uh, obviously, I mean, some of these things are, you know, always very fresh, uh, and especially when talked about, um, you know, most of us uh, read about it. Uh, we've uh, been able to watch uh, videos depicting, you know, what slavery was. Uh, you know, human beings being packed uh, like sardines in the ships, uh, chained, uh, no food. Uh, when somebody dies, they are thrown in the sea. Uh, I mean, nobody, nobody can look back and say this was a, a good era. And, you know, you, you kind of like even relate it to yourself, right? The, 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 the uh, I think, uh, earlier comparison or the latter comparison would be apartheid in South Africa, for instance. You see that? Probably, so, yeah. I mean, these, yeah, these, these are things that uh, just evoke bad emotions, and uh, you would hate some people, quite frankly. I mean, on my part, uh, this, this is something that uh, is, you know, very, very close to my heart. Uh, you know, you're, you're treating human beings. Uh, you know, worse than you treat a dog, for instance. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, think about it and, you know, they have yeah. mixed uh, emotions about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can, I, can I just say something quickly to add yeah, to what Mr. just said? Uh, you see, when we look at slavery for what it really is and the sort of emotions that we draw, uh, you know, from from the experiences of slavery as we read through, you know, the various books that we read or we watch the various videos that expose what actually transpired during slavery. I think we have to be very careful uh, in how we allow our emotions to lead us. Because honestly okay. speaking, uh, a lot of times I see Africans or, or African-Americans uh, drawing more of a negativity towards the white people. Uh, when it comes to slavery, and putting none of the blame on their own people. So I think when you look at slavery per se, for us Africans, I think the lesson is how do we move from here in terms of patriotism, in terms of how we value our own like people, that. in terms of how we value our continent. Because to be honest, in, in, in the 1400s when slavery started, uh, the white people did not have the machine guns that they have right now. My view is that we actually had better ammunition in bows and arrows and spears. And not only that, but we had greater numbers to defend ourselves. And when these people came to the shows, they were driving, you know, ships that were not as large as the ones that we see today. So more than likely, they would have only about 50 to 100 white people aboard a ship. So you cannot explain to me how... And, you know, these men with, with, with guns that would fire one bullet at a time before they put the gunpowder in there and push it and fire the next bullet, you can't tell me how they managed to, uh, you know, take about 30,000 women and children, men, women, and children from the coast of West Africa and bring them to the New World. It's only because they had a lot of help uh, from their African counterparts. So... As Africans, this is where we start to sit down and think, why do we hurt ourselves so much? Because history has shown us that we've been our biggest enemies. Look at the corruption yes. in Africa right now. Look yes. at uh, how we are hurting our yes. own economies deliberately. You know, no matter 
how much education we get, it's like we can't go past, you know, this mentality of, of plunder and just wanting to benefit individually while the rest of your, your people are suffering. So there has to be a starting point like for that. us to start to think differently. Yes. Yeah, so so when we uh, engage these emotions, we have to watch how we engage in them and uh, we have to learn from them in terms of how we can be a better people as Africans. That's what I think. Uh, 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 Roger, Roger, I, I beg, I beg yes, to differ. Yes. Um, yeah, I beg to differ. Uh, if uh, if the white people needed, uh, you know, labor, a supply of labor, they could have done it in a more conventional way, right? Uh, how are you going to be transporting people chained up, right? Uh, how are you going to starve people? Uh, today, do you know there's still modern-day slavery, right? But the modern-day slavery we have today is people have one-third of rights, at least. Uh, there's migration to the U.S., uh, uh, it happens every single day, right? Uh, it's done properly. Uh, if the U.S. Uh, stopped uh, migrants from coming to this country, there will be a huge shortage of labor. They're not doing it uh, killing people. They're not doing it selling people, right? Whether we are culpable as a people you know, of African descent, whether we are culpable in the slavery thing, whether we were selfish enough, these people would have done it in a more humane way. And that's what's hurtful. We cannot change this fact, right? Being emotional about it is just a normal, normal way of, uh, of you know, uh, no, of feeling. I, I think, Kelvin, what I'm saying, if I felt him, the way we, we, we direct our emotions, uh, probably, the advice is that, uh, yes, we can cry uh, what happened to our people back in the day. But that kind of hatred, which my grandmother was telling me, you, you talk too much, you could have been sought. Roger. That kind of not having love for me, I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I think it should Are have, our own people should have said, Thank okay, you. You, you guys have come with guns yeah. or whatever. None of our people, yeah, Kelvin, listen me. None of our people, you are, you are taking none of our people to this uh, beer. Exactly. That is exactly. number one. Fast forward, the kind of stealing we have in Zambia. My grandmother was telling me, and okay. his grandmother was telling them, if you do this, Roger, you could have you gone. Okay, I am going to but, but Roger, that's why you are, you are supposed to be sold into slavery. You talk too much. No, listen. There are two, there are two phases of this discussion. You know? There are two facets on, uh, on, uh, on this topic. One, you know, Michelle, before you go, you, go on, said, you could have been an uncle who was saying uh, nephew's you. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. Yes, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. Give me 10 minutes. All right. So the first one is, you know, uh, as uh, uh, Dr. Afonso explained, you know, this started as a, a small, some of them were, were captured during the wars, you know, tribal wars and, um, you know, boundary wars. So when the Ngonis are fighting the Bembas, when the Bembas are victorious, 
they capture men and they quarantine them as prisoners of war. And then when tip tip, you know, the Arab uh, slave uh, trader passed through, they they sold those people. You know, that is that is documented. You know, then there were there were some people when you're troublesome, like you are really really really. A lot of yeah, the elders can say, like, you know what, let's get rid of this guy. He's going to, you know, pollute our community. And they used to sell those people, and that is documented. But, you know, it became commercial where they would, uh, you know, the Arabs would live in red village, raiding with blazing guns and capture people and sell them to, to white people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. People always try to to share the blame to say, oh, you you black people. I've heard African Americans tell me that. Oh, you are the ones yeah. who saw that, you know. Yeah. That is a small component, maybe twenty percent. The biggest thing became commercial, very very commercial, where they would trade it and get people and and be able to sell them. Now coming to what they were forward to for black people. If you guys if you guys have time, try to go to DC and see the African-American museum, you know, it's heartbreaking. Like you're a strong guy, like me, a strong guy like me, you get so bad. You see real shackles, real shackles, and chains, and whips, you know? And all the pictures that, that, that are real-time pictures that were drawn that time, you know? It's not something you can say like, oh, let's, let's move on and just, you know, concentrate on education and... No, that is a reality. You you know what happened to the Jews? The Jews were compensated. The Jews were compensated. And everybody talks about reparation and everybody says, oh, who's, who's going to pay, pay that? The institutions that benefited are still here. You know, and they're still yes. benefiting. We, the, the, the people owned farms, the generations are known, and they benefited from those, those farms. Can you believe it? somebody working for you for free the, all of their lives? Oh, there are women you can take them as your property. Those things are not something you can, it's not a joke to say like, oh, you know, Marimba, you started you 10 years ago, you have to move on, forget about it. When it comes to dollars, share a beer. It's different. You know, it's but uh, guess, guess who is here? Guess who is here? Can, oh, my let, God. Can I, can I just uh, say something just quickly to respond to yeah, what go, 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 uh, our New Yorker said? Look, uh, we are not refusing that uh, there were so many evils uh, in slavery. We are not refusing that aspect. But you see, to focus on that is to focus on the secondary derivative of slavery rather than focusing on the secondary cause of slavery. When you look at the secondary cause of slavery and you want to put all the blame on the people who mistreated Africans, then you're not saying, uh, I, I don't think the word is realistic. Uh, I think the word, you're not being fair. Well, you're not being fair. You're not being honest with yourself. You see, like I earlier pointed but, but out, why don't the you tell why, that to the Jews? Why is that you don't tell that to the Jews? You know? Okay, let me tell you why I wouldn't say that to the Jews. If you look at the Jews, number one, 
the, the enslavement of Jews did not start at the Holocaust. It started, you know, way back in the in the biblical times. They were enslaved for 400 years, you know, and then the Holocaust. The, happened. Egypt, yes. the difference between the difference between the Jews and us is that the Jews do not look at what happens to them and sink into this sorrowful sort of mode. You know, oh, come on, Humphrey. That's not right. That's no, not let, let me, let me nah, finish. Let me finish. True. They don't sit <laughs> back and Let's blame everything on Let's the white men. The, the, Jews, the Jews are literally running the show right now. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Okay. The Jews are running the show. The, the Jews... Let me throw in a few. Oh, oh, hold on, Mishu. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that's the difference uh, between <laughs> we and, and, and the Jews. I think it's very important. You see, Africans as a people, I don't know what it is about us, but we don't do very well when it comes to uh, being honest about our self-introspection. You know? Oh, come we on, have to learn. That is self-hate. Yes. You're, you're preaching self-hate. It, it is Africans not self-hate. have made a lot of, they are coming from where they are coming it, from. It is, they have made a lot of progress. You know? Question, question, Lantipa. Do you think, if we align with what uh, Madimba is saying here, do you think the um, the Arabs, when they came, they attacked our villages uh, to to get uh, our people? Um, number one, did they get any help from uh, from our our own? Uh, number two, uh, could that be? Could that be uh, something which we could fought against to defend our, our people? Again, what? going back to question one, what? What? did we have something okay. to do with letting go of our, our people, with Arabs? Okay, uh, you have watched in Shaka Wars, right? Yes, you have watched Shaka Wars. Mm-hmm. If somebody has a gun and and you have a knife, you are the disadvantage. You 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 won't chance. You are that somebody. If somebody has pointed a gun at me in New York, you feel powerless. You know, you are a strong man. If, you if feel you end, powerless. If you end, you can tell right you. Can tell if you, you end right there, the ground, let's bring it to modern day seven. We didn't have no, 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 man. They had they no, are talking about band. the fourteen hundred. You are talking about the fourteen hundred. Let's go to the. I, I think we've done justice a little bit here. Let's add on just uh, uh, the now uh, the African American uh, brother and sister. Uh, there is this movement. I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, it is happening at a very very bigger scale of wanting to go back uh, to Africa, not only to see uh, what happens to them, but um, where they where, where where they came from, where they came from. The question is, uh, how do we welcome them? We see the match in in Ghana is well led. Uh, the, that's that's the reason why I brought my own story from uh, Zambia. We could have our own people. Uh, we have our own people who were brought into slavery. How do we lay the mat to welcome our brothers and our sisters back home? Into into Africa. I feel this movement is not stopping okay. anytime soon. Okay, but Roger, but Roger. Yes. As we transition, 
as we transition into the topic of welcoming our African-American brothers into the African society, yes. um, let me just recap a few points. Uh, number one, uh, I heard somebody comment on the Jews. Uh, historically, the Jewish people... Historically, the Jewish people have blended in all societies globally and have risen to the top. If in the last 2,000 years you remove the Holocaust, the Jews is truth. They have been controlling the show. Even today, in Washington, go to Bethesda where you find the most expensive housing uh, apart from Mama and their Lodon County. So there is some truth in that. Even if you go to Russia, you go to Israel, you go into Europe, that's the truth. If you remove, the Holocaust was a terrible adventure. They are in the, the Germans scapegoated them, and that wasn't fabulous. But that is not slavery. The Holocaust took place over a number of years during the war. But slavery took place over hundreds of years. You cannot compare the two. There's no comparison there. That is that that, that, that point actually was correct. And two, Nalilanda, Nalilanda, she was very upset about uh, about uh, the Republicans and their politics. And then she says to me, uh, "Being gay is like being black." You know, gay is a behavior. Black is a race. There is no race called gay. So there is a bit of a convoluted um, uh, way of thinking around the issue of the treatment of black people historically. Historically, black people have been treated poorly. And you know, so, and also somebody mentioned something to do with um, that you people you saw that. Me, you know, when I was a much younger man in my 20s, one of the things I did was to be a missionary from Zambia to the United States. And uh, one of the things I was doing was raising money to help the poor kids and the children. When I went to some black church where Evie he was the pastor there in Los Angeles, they told, some old women told me, oh, hey, you guys just sold us. Now you're here to beg for the money. There is that tension in the relationships. So if there is a homecoming movement and stuff like that, that's a positive development. It helps us with the relationships. There is also an issue of a silver lining. In, the, in, in, in America as it interacted with slavery. Slaves from Africa, yes, the Arabs, the middlemen, Portuguese, and you know, you have to go back into what they did. Slaves from Africa were sold all over the world. Why is it that the only slaves we are talking about are in America? Because slaves in America actually were the best class of slaves world over. In the other parts of the world, they were castrated after they wake, they live and they die. They never even produce children in those lands. That's why we don't have uh, black people in China. We don't have black people in other territories. So there is a silver lining that when those uh, flawed people bought human beings to help them with uh, build plantations and stuff like that, they never castrated them. They never killed them. There was a little bit sense of humanity men in the treatment. We're not saying they were treated the better, but they were the best class of slaves world over. That is a silver lining. They were not castrated. They were not killed. And then uh, uh, finally, I will need to talk about the modern day slavery. Modern day slavery, I believe, is not in um, sex trafficking. Modern day slavery is not even in two these people are pouring into this country. 
modern day slavery, if you study the way slavery was used historically over the last 300 years, modern day slavery, my credit cards, it's the people with the money causing all other people to work for them. And what they do is they loan you a little bit of flex- financial flexibility, but you are working for them. So, credit So, And then, homecoming to Fetua to celebrate, Bantu by Bantu by some blacks back in America. Fetua by That is a hard sell. Uh, most in their communities, they hear you with an African accent. They even, some even start saying tomato. And, you know, African. And, you know, um, African-American racism towards other Africans is even worse than white people, in my, in my small experience. But that is not to say we generalize and become resentful. We have to recognize that there is a door and a window open. On the, on, on, on the last point, Tvakasoso, actually, that, that this is where I think um, all of us need to be. Uh, to be very careful. I think the, I don't know what I mean by is you who started saying the, the feeling is, is mutual. We, uh, the Africans, I think, also look down on the African Americans as people who, who have no, no values, who have no culture. They may have uh, their, their own feeling. And, and this is why I think we are discussing today uh, to educate ourselves on uh, how we, we go forward uh, from, uh, fr- from here. Yes, we are going to hear uh, them say bad things uh, about us, and we are all going to say bad things about, uh, about them, but guess what? Our common ground, our common ancestry is called Africa, whether we like it or not. They are not going to run to China, oh, you blacks and you shall. That is why we, we even fight, because we are brothers and sisters. It is time, in my view, we start educating ourselves. When you hear African-American say something derogatory down on you, if you are not well-educated, just rise up and say, you are my brother. Somehow, probably my uncle, you were sold by Uncle Timpa, Uncle Timpa in, 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 in Zambia. <laughs> you, 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 you know? So, uh, it's time we rise online. It's time we rise to the occasion and welcome uh, our own. They want to belong somewhere. Yes, they've lived in America 400, 500 years or 400 years. But still, that why that longing of wanting to go back home tells you something, something bigger. So, let's not settle for these small, small fights. Oh, they are not... Uh, they have no morals. They can remember uh, their values were stolen when their name was taken away from them and given a number. We should always remember that. Uh, So, see you at the uh, anniversary. I'm going to have one hour to preach Kelvin there, and I'll preach from a very nice book. Just watch me. Brother Noah, brother no, you you are quite on this. I, I was surprised you could have really thrown something there. Um, brother Noah, <laughs> yes, I, I, I was I, I was I was listening in on on, on the very powerful, very powerful conversation, and uh, only a, a few th- a few things came to my mind when he was comparing uh, uh, the black Americans to to the Jews, 
And uh, I seem to, to, to agree with Dr. Casonso to say you can't compare the two because just from the offset, we don't even know how many people were taken from Africa. We don't even know how many people died on the way over here. But we could put a number of how many Jews died in the Holocaust. So right there and then the comparison is, 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 is out of door. And the second thing that came to my mind was, was saying, as much as we talk about slavery, but the white person will, try, will treat the person from Africa better than they'll treat an African-American. I have seen that in, 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 in a lot of ways, that they will treat you different because you are a black person, but as soon as they realize that you're not from America, you are from Africa, they will definitely treat you better. And I'm sure a lot of people here will agree. So those are the two things that, I'm, you know, that, that I have um, that I've taken from this conversation. And then the yeah, last but, thing... Uh, but, but what we are saying here, Brother uh, Noah, is that let's not fall for that. Because um, I, my professor told me that in Delaware, he, he said that once you go and open your mouth, you'll be treated uh, uh, very, very differently if you went uh, in the bank. It is because of... Uh, and I probably our answer to those people should be, yes, uh, this American, he, he lost his, his name. And you gave him a number, so don't blame him for whatever is, uh, is is happening, is happening to him. We have to stand up for for them, in my view. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Roger. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Mono, as uh, indicated, is uh, on the way. He was uh, in some traffic, so uh, he should be he should he should be uh, coming. Uh, yeah, a very interesting discussion there uh, on, uh, on. Now, Roger, on can I make one thing clear? Just one, one, yeah, one second. Can I make one thing clear? Okay. Yes. So the compar- there was no comparison. You see, the the Jewish experience is very, very different. What I was saying was, how come the Jews got money out of the Holocaust? You know, how come that everybody, even the panel here, hasn't nobody has suggested that. Well, they deserve to be given uh, uh, some reparation. It wasn't even contentious when everybody said that the Jews have to be compensated for the Holocaust. Boom, the checks started flowing in. You know, how many people died in um, in, 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 in transit? It is estimated that 20% never made it to the shores. You know, just that's that's on the way. And then you had you had <coughs> problems in the Congo where. Leopold is estimated to have killed at least seven million in Congo. You know, so all the all the That's issues one. are there. Hey. The statistics mm. of dead people are there. The, mm. the black people need to, they have to be compensated. I mean, it uh, doesn't the check doesn't can, have to go to Roger and me. Uh, mm. uh, Mr. Brother Noah, can I just say something? Um, uh, Roger, Wang Wang, I won't take long, but let me just say this. You see. The thing that I'm not really comfortable with uh, when I listen to a lot of these narratives on slavery, a lot of this dialogue from, you know, African-Americans as well as Africans, when they talk about slavery, when they talk about colonialism, there's almost this suggestion that, uh, you know, Africans are somewhat less than, you know, the Caucasians. You know, like black people are less than the Caucasians and they were unfairly treated. Listen. The American Constitution has a clause in there, which Dr. Martin Luther King frequently referred to 
in his demand for the <clears throat> rights and freedoms of black people in this country. And, and the clause states that we hold this uh, truth to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. You see, so if all men are created equal, whatever abilities that Caucasians may have, uh, I think we also have them as Africans. So to, to draw a specific example, uh, like what uh, Mr. Ntimpa said, that if, you have a, if somebody has a gun and you have a spear, uh, you are disadvantaged, you are overpowered. So now, when I listen to him talk like that, it's almost as if he's trying to justify the fact that Africans were taken. My question is, why don't you make a gun as well? Because you also carry oh, the same brain power. So why are you much better? No, I mean, do you, I mean, do you yeah, know, the person who wrote the person who wrote the Constitution of
Yes. Roger, can I give you my two cents after the This is not a question of apportioning blame. Fine. Okay, it happened way, uh, way back in Africa, right? So where, where, when these people came here, why weren't they treated better if these slave masters, slave owners were human enough? Why weren't these people treated better, Malimba? Right? It's not a question of apportioning blame. This, this situation, I can never ever apportion blame to any of our people that uh, might have, uh, you know, uh, uh, played their part in uh, you know, uh, enhancing slavery. It was slavery. I'm not going to Roger, can I tell you? Uh, no. uh, just they a second. They couldn't be treated better. It was slavery. Uh. They had to be pushed into doing what they wanted them to do. Come on, now. Who called it to that? I mean, that's just that. You see, the thing is, the whole time you are talking, it's like the whole time you are talking, you are not blaming anyone. Why were you wearing a short miniskirt? It's like you have some questions, and then you are like, why are you wearing a short miniskirt? I just want someone to tell me where the African contributed to me. You are not answering those questions. Of Ghana. The president of Ghana was, uh, was saying why we need to make uh, Africa um, the beautiful place. Uh, those uh, Africans who are in Brazil, the African Americans, ourselves. Uh, Africa is a bad word as it is uh, right now. So let's do our best and make Africa uh, the, the best. Uh, and therefore, all those things you, you are talking about, Kelvin, of um, uh, we have complained about uh, racism, this and this, probably, in my view, it's time for us to make our place nice so we stop coming to a place where we are called names all the time. Even if they don't mention Roger, that, that, I go that, in Walmart here in Okotoks, the way, the, the way they, they, they look at me. You are very right. You, you are very Roger. right, Roger. You know? If the topic was, how can we make Africa better so that eh, we, we stop the brain drain? That's a different topic you're talking about. We're talking no, about no, no, uh, no, no, no. slavery. Uh, you, you talked about uh, racism. Racism is one package. Okay. The, the reason why we are discriminated in that way President of Ghana is saying it is because of our origin, which is looked down on. That, that's where racism is. Yes, the Jews are discriminated, but in a very different way, you know, uh, because they are, they are, everyone blames them to be, you are superior, you are this, you are this. That is their, their discrimination. Our discrimination is very different. Ours is because, uh, as, they, as Donald Trump would call it, we come from a shit war. That is why we are discriminated. The no. and, and, and that it is, is also time wrong. for us to, to stay. How yeah. can Sanchez be a shit talk? No, in this radio, it is not always everything we are going to be Wasumina. What do you say? You finish the discussion. You finish the discussion. Yes, I've been listening to it, and I'm glad that you gave me a chance at the last minute, which is good, because you pose a very good question. And the problem that we have uh, for us to welcome uh, 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 this brother and understand the reason why they want to come here, I, I, I think it will take many, many years. Slave has been a, a, a thorn in the uh, United Kingdom, in the United States. 
if you visit Washington, D.C., you can see that uh, uh, the leaders on those days, they did struggle with slavery, and it almost uh, separated them. They fought the Civil War, uh, slavery. But the, thing, the only thing I felt to, uh, I mean, and I didn't hear anybody uh, mention on this thing, is no one uh, mentioned about uh, 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 what people are doing about slavery, you know. And uh, who do, who the, the admire? Who talks about the need? You know, the, the things that we need to do. Want to tell the story? Everyone wants to tell what happened. You know, not what, not anybody wants to recognize. I guess it, it's 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 a thorn in a, in every institution, and it, it's something that we can't just talk about it in few minutes and uh, come to the conclusion about the, why the Jews have been treated this way, why this and this and this and this and this. But the thing is, let's get educated about this, you know. Let's get the, like there's people that uh, I admire in philosophy, uh, especially Scotland, and uh, people from uh, uh, Denmark, Europe, and why is philosophy was good? Why these people, some leaders looked up to this guy? Why did the Bible come? Although some people say the Bible is a... But why some people brought the, the scripture? Why some people brought the, the education? Because they're not happy with the way the people that were being treated. But the way we, we looked at the, 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 the things and the way we use the Bible, even ourselves, is to try to tell other people, like, look, I'm better. Look, because I'm a bishop. Look, because I'm a bishop, when I step in your home, everyone knew. Anyway, let me not uh, go there. Just the only thing I'm disappointed is that no one mentioned the, the, the struggle that uh, uh, people are having and what the people are doing about it, you know. Uh, the people I admire most in, the, in, in, the, in this country, it's black people who served in the military, in my position, black people will become a cap in this, uh, in this institution. Why did they become a cap as a black person? You know, because some of us are going to, we're afraid to go in the institution, oh, because I'm black, you know. Anyway, for the time, I appreciate it, and thank you for the consultation. Thank you, Roger. You're welcome. You're welcome, Moshe. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, again, I am expecting uh, Dr. Mono to, uh, to to call in, and there's some stunning numbers, uh, Nathan, which are really uh, mm. worrying me. Uh, I don't know if all of us are professors here, but we should really get worried. Uh, Africa, by the year 2030, is going to is pro- the population is projected at 1.6 billion, and half of that is going to be uh, the youth. And yet when you look at the enrollment in uh, tertiary education, university and other colleges, only 9% today are going to... Now, if we are going to grow, if our population is going to be one point, even right now, I'm not sure if we are doing enough uh, to address this um, a coming problem ahead of us. So uh, I, I want to see if Dr. Mono can come help us answer some of these uh, questions and uh, probably give us some markers, um, some of the things, our contribution, is, what our contribution is going to be as members of the, the diaspora. So 
we wait uh, we wait to hear. Uh, in South Africa, there was a fight uh, the other day. Um, a, a taxi driver was killed. Um, I don't know if this is what Marimba is talking about, <laughs> us not loving each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. They uh, oppose Yeah, you. but uh, a, a, a taxi driver was uh, was killed. And now uh, there were attacks. They, they started attacking uh, foreigners. And this is not new. Uh, a Zambian guy from uh, Zambia, his small cell phone store was uh, was bent. So it was uh, just uh, uh, crying. My thought when I looked at uh, those, uh, my question was, when is this um, a hatred of uh, other Africans? Uh, in in South Africa going to end. Uh, but before we go there, uh, some of us who were in the Copper Belt, especially in Kitwe Kelvin, did we like Senegalese when they came to Kuzambi getting our women? Did we like them? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously not at the scale where we wanted to kill them, right? But uh, here's the yeah. point I want to make, Roger. Here's the point uh, I want to make. When you when you plant when you plant uh, a guava seed, do you reap mm. uh, a mango tree? Do you reap a mango tree? No, you don't. Of course not. You plant a guava not. seed, you reap rice. Okay. What was planted in uh, those people? Let's say, look. Let's look at South Africa. Divide and rule, right? Divide and conquer. Yeah. Right. So what was planted yeah. in them was so much, so much hatred, right, to a point where their minds can't reason, right, beyond their noses, right? They can't see things beyond their noses. All they see is, oh, this person is a danger to me. No. The, Julius Malema has told them, why should you kill your own black brother and allow Chinese and allow these other races uh, to, to flourish? You see that? So these, 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 these are the things we're talking about, right? Uh, remember I talked about the effects of slavery, even today, discrimination. These are the causes, right? So that's the same thing, uh, that's the same thing in South Africa. They'll come to a point, I hope, where they'll realize that actually the enemy is not their fellow black man. The enemy is uh, that race that has divided them, period. Okay. I, I, I like that. Uh, I, 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 I like that, Kelvin. Um, you, you've just touched on the uh, treatment in the, in, in the past. The education was uh, stolen from them. Uh, how, do we, how do we recover? How do they recover from that and start treating uh, each other? Uh, as a matter of fact, my, my thinking on, on, on your point is, when we, we when we talk about um, uh, the next uh, topic, education, as Dr. Mono comes, there's so many people we are leaving behind. Uh, I don't know what kind of humans, Kelvin, we are creating. There's so many young people who can't go to school. Uh, these people will probably one day turn out to be just as bad as what is happening in South Africa. I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I mean, look at uh, the poor American cities. 
Flint, Michigan, for instance, or even Detroit when the car industry collapsed, right? Lack of jobs creates, uh, first of all, gives too much time on people's hands, and I don't mind, is a, is a devil's uh, you know, workshop, right? So when we leave out all these young people, the question we have to ask ourselves is how do they sustain themselves economically, right? If mm. not to steal from the neighbor, if not to commit crime, yes. if not to engage yes. in drugs, you see that? A frustrated uh, citizenry will do anything, right? Mm. So what we need to do, yes, what we need to do, uh, especially uh, not just education, guys. I think we've transformed enough, uh, you know, uh, as a global sphere, not just to focus on education. We can focus on, uh, you know, teaching craft. Right? It's the question of uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. How many opportunities can we create for our people to be engaged in? Right? Not everybody. We can have, uh, uh, you know, 100,000 uh, schools in Zambia today, well-funded. Everything is great, right? But guess what? Uh, not everybody has the mind for education. Not everybody has the mind for business. We have very educated people that know nothing about business. They can't run a simple business. We have uneducated people that run successful businesses. So for me, it's a question of creating opportunities uh, in a country. And these opportunities must not just be focused on education. We have talked about, uh, you know, practicality, right? If, uh, if uh, remember, Roger, the, the 65 million jets that we talked about, my point was, look, 65 million uh, divide that by uh, the 10 provinces in Zambia, 6.5 million. Get a set uh, number of youth, uh, you know, uh, in each uh, business sector, right? Uh, get uh, professionals in that sector. Get professionals in that sector. Uh, uh, tutor these, uh, these kids, right? Um, uh, make sure that, uh, yeah, make sure that uh, they get a certain competence, right? They achieve a certain competence with a, a certificate uh, certified by, uh, you know, this group of experts, right? And then allocate these business funds. And these business funds will be loans to them. Very low-cost loans, 2 3% maybe, <coughs> right? Because these are government funds, right? And then you monitor their progress. Trust me, how many youth in the Copper Belt province, for instance, can benefit from $6.5 million? There's a lot. So right there, you, mm-hmm. you create a chain that starts empowering your youth so that we avert the situation we're, we're talking about right now where uh, the majority are unemployed, they, they just loiter, they just drink, they smoke drugs, they, you know, they're engaged in crime. So we can avert this. The solutions are there. It's the will that is not there. Thanks. Just a follow-up, very quick one. Very quick one. Just a follow-up. When you talk about uh, education, uh, where I am missing you, uh, the great success stories we are seeing, whether it is the American or the models uh, in uh, China, South Korea, and stuff like that, they are all based on, in some form uh, of education. Don't you think these loans, when they are when they are given, we need people who can have some a little bit of literacy to understand what uh, one plus one is is. Don't you think it's still an element of education is still needed? Exactly. So that's why I said you get to this group of youth, attach them to a group yes. of experts, right? So these experts will inculcate the essential knowledge that they need, uh, financial literacy, 
<laughs> financial literacy. Maybe you build yeah. in a bit of English since it's a, you know, a worldwide language. You build in a bit of English. But your main focus is on these people knowing how to develop a business plan, knowing how to identify an opportunity, uh, knowing how mm-hmm. to create uh, innovation, right? Guess yeah. what, Roger? Here's what you can do. You can create synergies between the uneducated who are business savvy and the educated who have the knowledge. I can be uneducated but business savvy. Guess who I'm going to employ? You, who's educated. But it's a win-win situation. It's a a win-win situation, right? Mm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well put. Uh, Somebody wanted to chime in. Yes, uh, Malimba here, Mr. Roger. I, I was just trying okay, to go ahead, uh, sort of like, uh, you know, touch a little bit on what uh, the question that you asked, which I think Kelvin has not directly answered on uh, South Africa and what's going on there with the black people. You see, the, the, the subject of South Africa, in my view, is very complex. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of misdirected anger, especially in, in the black people in South Africa, towards uh, the foreign nationals who have gone there to seek uh, greener pastures. If you look at South Africa as a country, uh, it, it was it was first occupied by, by, by the Bushmen, the sun. Those people lived there for like 50,000 years before anybody could ever set foot in that region of Africa. Uh, if, if you look at the history of Cape Town, for example, by 1835, Cape Town only had 35,000 people, and it was the biggest city in South Africa. Out of those 35,000 people, you had about 200 settlers uh, who were Dutch, you know. And uh, when, when God was discovered in, uh, in, in Johannesburg around 1865, that's when now you, you started to see uh, an influx of people coming from all the surrounding regions, Zimbabwe, Malawi, uh, not, not so much of Zambia, but people came from as far as Nigeria and Kenya, and they flocked into South Africa. And all these people uh, lived there, and, and many of them never went back home until the 1940s when the white people gave them citizenship. So this notion that the black South Africans are carrying uh, that, you know, just because they are black, uh, so they own this land. And if you, look, if you look at their fight, if you look at how they are approaching this whole issue, including the land issue, you, there's no inclusion of the sun. Uh, so to speak, who are really the original owners of that land. You know, right now there's a lot of blame for their suffering. There's a lot of blame for their lack of employment because, you know, when foreigners go in there, they are picking up jobs that they are refusing to pick up. It's like the case of the United States, you know, where maybe black Americans would feel like, you know, we need to kill all Mexicans because uh, they are taking over our jobs. But if these Mexicans leave, are you going to cut the grass? Are you going to cook in the kitchen? Are you going to wait tables? You don't want to do these things, and yet you are the number one person to blame a Mexican for your lack of employment. There's plenty of things those black people in South Africa can do, but like uh, uh, you touched on it, Kelvin. Uh, You know, in 1976, during the Soroto uprising, you know, after the slaughter of so many youths there, there was, a, there was a group of young people that just really refused to go back to school. They refused to go to school. You know, they, they continued just languishing on the streets. And these are now the people who are in their 50s, the people who are in their 40s, you know, and uh, they have nothing to do. These are the rough taxi drivers that we see 
But if this generation passes out, and now we have a younger people, people that are now going to school, I think we'll see a better shift in terms of the general mindset of a black South African, you know, vis-a-vis how he views a foreign national who has come to his country to look for greener pastures. There's a lot of misdirected <laughs> heads amongst South Africans. I hope I can agree with you, Marimba, that um, uh, we hope when these guys, the older one who refuse to go to school, uh, are gone, uh, we have a fresh. Uh, I'm thinking some of that kind of thinking is passed on from generation to generation. It is very, very tough yes. to yes. to to stop. Uh, that that is my worry. Uh, if, if you look at the number we are talking about, like today we're talking about uh, the entire Africa sub-Sahara, only 9% Mamarimba, is going to, mm. to higher education. Only 9%. So if South Africa is included, probably some 80% are still remaining Mumfontin, if we, if we can, if we can mm. go in like that. Uh, a big oh, yeah, number is definitely. still remaining Mumfontin. So I don't know. Uh, but anyway, when I saw that on Twitter uh, the other day, I was I was asked myself, um, when will this end? What will it take uh, to end uh, um, to end this? Uh, but Noah, if you want to chime in, you just uh, throw your head in. You know these water cooler guys, they won't uh, give you a chance. Uh, come in any time if, if if you want to. Okay. So that is um, the okay. issue on the uh, South Africans. Uh, Nigeria. Let's go to Nigeria. Okay, before we go to Nigeria, let, let's go home. Let, let's go home, gentlemen. I, I know, Nathan, this, this one is going to be a little bit <laughs> tricky to talk about. <laughs> Kambuiri arrest. Kambuiri is arrest in Zambia. What mm. is uh, number one question? I really thought about this, Nathan. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, I really thought about this. Um, I said to myself, um, first, if Kambuiri was um, on the other side, still in PS, and someone was uh, <laughs> saying <laughs> what he said and, and locked up, what would Kambuiri be saying? By by now, that is a. He would uh, kill that person. He would <laughs> kill that person. <laughs> that's why I don't have sympathy for him. That's the reason I want you persecuted. I'm but so I just want that mission. Uh, I just. Look, yes, go ahead. Look, I'm very yes. conflicted on Kambiri. One, I don't want any Zambians arrested on something that they say. Why is our constitution give the freedom of expression? Mm-hmm. You know, anybody. Yes. So it can be Kambiri, it can be Noel, it can be Roger, it can be anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't want any Zambian ever, ever locked up on something that is their opinion, okay? And yes. for a right that is enshrined in the constitution. Now, mm-hmm. two, when Kambiri had little power, that guy yes. was a menace, you know? Yes. So somehow yes. I'm like, you know, this this guy is 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 a story of uh, uh, you know crows coming back to roost. You know, on yes. one on one hand, on the other hand, he's a Zambian, he's a citizen. He can say yes. what he wants. He wants to say. He, he can he can he 
you can call the president name it's it's allowed you know he's not supposed to go to jail but if you suppose you, you were the president like like you put it you would even have done worse that's why that's why it's, it's a complicated uh, conclusion on him i like um. that here is what here is what happens okay first of all i i don't have sympathy for politicians i mean depending on which side of the field they are they play along with whatever is Kambiri was part of pf and secondly i can be corrected i could be wrong i think defaming the president it's in the it's in the constitution of zambia i don't know it's against the law whatever because he said, I don't know how many of you listened to that. Roger sent it to me. He said, Akavwa from Chawama. Those were his words. And right, he didn't Roger? mention the name. <laughs> he didn't mention the name, though. <laughs> hey, creators, insinuation, Akavwa from Chawama. What are you referring to? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you are insinuating. You may not mention the name. So, if you want yeah, to play Yeah, but you can't tough, go to jail for that, Nathan. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. You have no, no, no. What I'm trying to <laughs> say <laughs> is, let, let <laughs> me be corrected. Isn't defaming the president in the constitution of Zambia? It's against the law. Unless it, it, it is. It is. It is, it Nathan. Is. That is what okay. is conflicting to say we have the, uh, you know, freedom of expression. Inter- yeah. And that just those, I'm those going those, there. Yeah. I'm right. going there, Lolela boy. I'm going there. That's why our democracy has got a lot of paradoxes or conflicts in it. Because democracy, one of the pyramids or one of the pinnacles of democracy is freedom of expression. So if you say defending the... You see, that defaming of the president comes from a cultural, traditional point of Tabatukemfum. Exactly. president is not Yemfum. He's an elected <laughs> official. It's not enfum. We elect the president. Bankama. Sorry, uh, I want to say this. Look, guys, uh, for me, uh, we've, we've been talking about how can we change the slavery narrative? How can we, uh, you know, speak uh, improvement to the lives of uh, uh, black South Africans, right? How can we bring civility in politics in our country? Uh, we are not uh, doing things that benefit the nation. Uh, you know, uh, uh, based on uh, activities happening in the globe, right? If we focus on our language, bad, bad language, what is it that we are teaching the youth of today? Who are leaders of today and tomorrow? That it's okay to insult your way through? No, guys. What we need to promote, what we need to hold these guys accountable. If Kambuili is a solid opposition leader, Mr. Kambuili must use his platform, right, to espouse good values, to espouse his policies. We cannot keep going on as a country listening to vulgar politicians, guys. No, it's a waste exactly. of time. No, that, that no, agreed, uh, I think all of us, we agree. Question, Kelvin, is should people go to jail for that? That's, that is what we are talking about. You know, uh, going to jail, oh, okay. uh, uh, going to jail is, a, is a preserve of the court, right? So if it's in the law, that you cannot defame a president. You have to be responsible not to defame. And you know what? I, I strictly think we need that law because if we have to bring sanity to politics, we must make sure that such laws exist. 
with, with democracy. And if that's how it is, you see, in, in the traditional sense of Africans, you don't speak against our Kalamba. You don't question our Kalamba. And we cannot take that thing and bring it into a democracy that is not the brainchild of the African way of thinking. This thing was derived by a different value system. We have sub subscribed to it because of it's, it's a workable, uh, you know, sort of political ideology. It, it brings better results, and, and because of that, you know, we, we, we believed in it. And if we are going to execute this thing successfully, I think it's very important to look to the people that, that put this thing together and how they, how they make it work successfully. Because if we try to mix it, we will have a situation where, you know, you have a, a, a chiefdom kind of politics combined mm. with a democratic, uh, yes, you know, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. way of thinking, mm. way of doing things. So we, we have to know where to draw the line. What did Kamuni mm. say and how did it hurt the president in terms of his popularity, in terms of everything? That was just, you see, I can even understand H.H. being taken to jail because what he did was wrong. You know, between Edgar Longo and H.H., you know I'm an H.H. guy, but I know H.H. was arrogant in that act, and he deserved to be taken to jail because there was a call for disciplinary action. But what Kambuli has done, the president should not become that emotional. You see, when God elevates you to that place, you have to know where to avoid being petty as you deal with the people around you. You can't take someone to jail for indirectly referring to you as a dog. I, there's really no basis that Ed Galungu can stand on and say, I'm justified for, for taking this position. And everybody that's on this line t today, every, all one, every one of us that is online today, you know, we, we are the, the hope for, for that way of thinking in Zambia to diminish. Like because we, like we have lived here, we have tapped into this way of thinking for the people out here. Mm. Our values are sort of like transitioned, you know, and, and so... If we do not see anything wrong with the way of that, that Edgar Lungu is doing things back home, you know, in terms of uh, the execution of democracy, I think we are not being helpful. We are not walking into uh, our, 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 uh, our responsibility as Zambian citizens to try and see how we can take back home a mindset that is missing mm -hmm. in our politics so that uh, we can help think. It's, it's disappointing to listen to someone like Kelvin, a very intelligent man, educated man, <laughs> and yet he is failing to appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, uh, our democracy should be executed, you know, 100% democracy. We should give people the freedoms of expression, uh, you know, limitless freedoms of expression. People go to the, to no, the Trump Tower no, and no, take no, off no, their no, pants no, no. and bend over. Yeah, that's, no. the yeah. Yeah. that's about the finish. Let me finish. You, you come in. You come in. Let me just finish. In our private phone conversations, you and I know. And we have agreed on this, you and I, Kelvin. We have agreed the missing element to... You know, having a successful uh, politics in Zambia and Africa as a whole is is a certain value system, is it, which which is derived from you know a certain way of thinking, you know, so to speak, a certain being exposed to a certain environment and seeing how people think. You see, we are we are missing that element, and 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 the only way 
things are going to change is if we can take people from the diaspora, like you and I, you know, the guys that have been that here long enough. To, to, that one yes, is and, and we, 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 we take them into that environment. So, and slowly but surely, they start to shape, they start to influence. That, like what that one is you. Is doing I, I hope, Vamalimba, when we go to the Dallas, general political... Uh, yes. Sorry to cut you short, Vamalimba. I hope when we go to Dallas, uh-huh. we uh, probably... You know, we, we've had a lot of groupings, meet, meet. Maybe we could be the first ones who are going to create that small nucleus to grow into some um, exactly. um, right. a big movement for economics, for, for health, for politics, for everything. Don't tell Van Timbala that coming. He'll go in the gym. No. <laughs> Roger, 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 Roger. That is uh, that is well understood. You are my favorite. Well, you, you are that my is favorite. Well, that is well understood. <laughs> what's what's uh, what's na, na, the point? Nathan, Nathan, are yeah, you going yeah, to uh, tell these people here to go to bed on Friday? Baka sumine no kusumina. No, Roger, listen. Guys, make make my you know, listen, it's, it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing for Marimba to think that uh, it's disappointing for Marimba to, to think that we do not have a value system, right? It may not be perfect. What I'm saying is that even when you speak of freedom of expression or freedom of speech, right, you have to realize that uh, hey, your freedoms stop where mine starts. I'm as free as you are. So if you infringe on my freedoms, guess what? The, there's the courts to, to, to mediate. All I'm advocating for is civility in politics. Why? Because we cannot go another 50 years insulting each other and thinking that is okay. I'm calling for, one, civility. I'm calling for innovative politics. Too many of our people go hungry every day. The platform that is being afforded to Mr. Kambwidi, right? I'm right. to use that. Yes, yeah, yeah, he needs to bring ideas. So, so, so he needs, he needs to bring. Listen, guys. We need innovative politics where uh, Dr. Kambwiri or Mr. Kambwiri comes on uh, the platform and advises government on how we can uh, 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 sort out the the water crisis. We can sort out the instruments of power. instruments of power to to trample uh, on people's uh, on people's rights. Roger, but that is uh, an excuse. Roger, Roger, why? Why you need to? Why Let's stop talking on top of each other's voices, please, 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 please. I, I, no, I, I, no, 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 no
Sebastian, if you today Ghana, you have to make a government. No, no responsibility consequences. Yes, the other issue. You see, in that situation, him being locked up, it's like you said, Roger, it goes into, it's not the issue of whether he broke the law or not. Then you get an opportunity to hit back. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. There. yes. That's what it is. Yes. It's got yes. nothing to do with and, the law. And, and you see, Nathan, that's why I agree with Wamalimbapa. To that standard, justify you, okay, but you, to the under window, to the station. But I mean, to the PF, we are doing the right thing. No. But I mean, to the under window, Sana. We are conflicted. We won't do you. If he was the Shani Shani, he would do. Be doing this thing twice more than in Dunaket. But Nakukon Kefunde Gachano, to recop a democracy Akuno, to recop a village Akuno, let's do the right thing. Murekanya took an opera de Fide. Avanto, Bakamukana, Vantu, Nasan, Bakamukana, Juji Puva, it's the movie. Let us not use the power over the police of the army Batari. to be treating our own people speed. this way. Awe, awe, Bruno. It's the seed that we are worried about. Look at what was happening with Unip Vigilante Tepio. That is spilled over Kuliba MMD. That spilled over Kuliba PF. Are you happy with the, 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 that policy? That is, that is not the reason to use the police no, on your own no, people. No, no, no. There has to be no, responsibility, no, no. No, Awe. No, you are no. who never agree no. on responsibility, my brother. And guess what? Nathan, please assign two hours with me and Roger, just the two of us. In a room. Responsibility, it should be taken, and this is why we have the voters. But we should not sit, especially from the diaspora, and support locking up our own people. The uh, government even broken the, the, uh, breaking the law. Ukumukana bond. Roger, Roger, you are very selective. You know what? I, I said it. In any Chilando Kwebatiba government, if you have Kumukanya Ramu Pera Beo Muntu, but if I look up, that is wrong. I've told you that. Do you know, Roger? I'm very objective in it, but you were what were very one sided one for. Natalanda and the government value Rufiania, Naya in a Kambuidiari Rufiania. Umutembo fini na konsekonse, guys. Tufile tuwa alore show kwe bati. Waka mbuli finish badu fienye. Ifi fia vipa. Ba government na vene. Na fie na fie na fie vipa. Okay. 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 First first of all. But I know you end the discussion. I hope all of you, you are warmed up. You are just ready. I'll be four o'clock in the morning starting off going to the airport. Nathan. My God. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to end the conversation by saying uh, we, we, we do have people from other tribes and other, language, and other languages here. And I feel like today we've gone overboard with the Bemba. There might be some people there who don't understand Bemba or other languages. So can we stay with the English? 
so we yeah, can all be, so we can all, yes, yes, yes. So, so, yeah, to me, the, the Bemba we speak here, my brother, is not the, the Kasama one, it's from Kitwe, so we Kujala. assume everyone has been to Kitwe. This is where they say to Mwanakopola, you need to register. There will be no payments at the door. I put Dr. Kasonso on the spot here and I want to commend him. He has just paid his registration. I wanted no everybody to know. Yes, so Dr. Kasonso has done it. You can do it. I'm free. I'm looking at the website. I want to see your payment come through. <laughs> Gunpoint. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, some live, live, live discussions there, like uh, no, no, no two hours. Uh, so, Nathan, we are cutting time. We are cutting our time could you only one hour people talking they go to to bed. But anyway, gentlemen, see you next week as we prepare to fly to, to Dallas. Have a good weekend everyone. Goodbye.